that chocolate rain. Maybe for the time before the send chocolate rain. Okay, um, that's enough of that. Yeah, now we're kidding. Good lord. Yeah. Welcome to the Something Random Podcast, where sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes we talk about television, but we always talk about something random. I am your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Silent pause. Beep. This is Joel, yeah. Because Michael's not here, so we have to put that in there. So uh, with... I thought you were just making my intro more awkward. No, I, 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 we can do that too. <laughs> so we want to make it super... Okay, let's, let's try again. Go I, Go I, I'm your host, Charles Kelly. Yes... <clears throat> He is, and yep. this is Joel. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi Joel. Um, Michael is not here this week. He's yeah. not. Do we want to? Do we want to say what Michael is doing, or do um, we want to leave it up to the I, imagination I, I, of I our audience? I don't know if you would mind. Oh, let's just say that he's at an audition. He's at an audition. We for won't a, say. We won't say for what, because if he doesn't end up getting cast, then people won't be able to make fun of him. That's true. But I think he's going to get cast. I think he's going to get cast too, because he has kind of that childish fifteen-year-old face. Oh, <laughs> yes. And with us this week, we have the fantastic Brian Robertson. You might know him from the band Tonight We Rise. You might know him from Saints of Never After. You might know him from our short film, Tick. Brian, welcome to the table. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, buddy. I saw you in a movie. You were in the movies. <laughs> it was a movie. A movie, baby. Yeah. Jeez. It was how pretty you, good. How are you good. doing, dude? Doing I well, don't man. think we've seen each other since we did ADR. Yeah, it's it's been a while, and that that night of ADR was uh, something else. It was it was a night. <laughs> it was incredible. I don't know. But yeah, dude. So uh, tell <laughs> yeah. tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Uh oh, God, I feel like I'm on like FarmersOnly.com, putting in a bio about myself. Yeah, let's just go do... with that. Just oh, go okay, with that. Okay, so that's that's how we're playing this. Okay, this is your OK Cupid profile. Hi, I'm a farmer, and I'd like to know a little bit about you. Will you please tell me something? Well, um, oh God. I am. <laughs> I can't do this. You don't have to do an accent. Oh God! No, okay. keep, keep. Um, no, you have to do the audio, the accent. Otherwise, I'm kicking you out of the room. Okay. Um, 22 years old, playing a couple bands here and there. Uh, mm -hmm. Do some movie things yep. on the stage and everything. Um, he was he was Troy Bolton in High oh School God. Musical. <laughs> I, I oh sure my! Was. I was. Oh my 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 my! Oh god! I the was. farmers love that. Yep. <laughs> farmers they love, do love that. They love their musical theater boys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was actually the only Troy Bolton with a full arm of tattoos in high school. <laughs> Isn't Troy Bolton like in the show like a sophomore in high school? Yep. Yeah, he's a sophomore because yeah. so. No, I think he's a junior. Because High School Musical 2 happens over the summer, and then High School High Musical, Musical 3, 3 is the senior year. Yeah. Why do I know that? Because we've all seen it too many times. I've That's never true. seen it, for the record. I've never really? seen any High School Musical. I have no interest. What? Okay. I, I, I get that. What? Classic Romeo and Juliet. It's literally Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I know that's true. You miss so. out on that. Ugh. Mm -hmm. I was in it a decade ago. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was Jack Scott. The radio guy. I bet you Of were. course I was. Come on, let's be real here. Of course I was the radio dude. That's awesome. So anyways, guys. <laughs> to change when, the subject. Whenever, whenever you say that, I, I'm like, wow, that must really be really be interesting. It or, is. Or bad. It's not. Well, I mean, uh, so anyways, guys, <laughs> what have you been watching this week? Joel. All right. Um, I got two quick things I want to mention. 
Uh, we talked about it very briefly, but I did see The Greatest Showman, which was so, was so fucking so good. amazing. Have you, you saw it? Yeah. Did you see it? No, not yet. Oh dude. my god, you gotta go see it. That's what it's so great. Me. It's fucking and, good. Um, it, it, it's it's such a rare art form these days because we don't have very many original musicals movies anymore. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, even the musical movies that are being made are, are like things like Les Miserables right, and right, stuff right, like right. that that, yeah. that we've known for years. But The Greatest Showman, it's so amazing. It's incredible music. Everything's great. Yeah, it's I it's very it. it's very modern music, like super almost, modern music, like so modern, like almost to the point of being like like hip hop. It's almost hip hop techno. Yeah, yeah it's almost it gets, a hip hop yeah, kind of music. It gets it gets really kind of I wouldn't say like EDM, but it has that very like like very like heavy heavy hip hop beats, which is really yeah, cool. And mixing it with the old visual stuff, it's almost the style of you know Hamilton, super popular or something like that, where it's. The old school visual and um, mixed in with it's not even mixed in with modern elements visually because they did a really good job of keeping everything old school minus you know they were little things here and there like her pink hair and stuff like right, that right 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 but uh, just really great do you guys think it could go on stage oh yeah yeah it's absolutely gonna, it's gonna go on stage absolutely fantastic um, but yeah dude you need to see it. <laughs> Right on. Hell yeah. Nice. Go check it out. Hell yeah. I'll go with you. Well, you'll be I, I know. I'd oh, love okay. I'd go see it again. I would go and see it again. Yeah. Um, the other thing I watched that um, I just want to mention because everyone's told me to watch it is Mindhunter. And I watched it. I watched one episode. And? And I wasn't feeling it. It's, I may have to watch a few more. Yeah. I because agree. I turned the, it on and I was like, this is what everybody really wanted me to watch. So the show is. So is, I need to check it out again. I really like the show. Um, but I really like those slow burning, not very big things happening in shows. I like dialogue driven, character driven stories. And this is what it is. And it's based off a true story which is super super mm-hmm. interesting um and the guy who plays ed kemper who is the the main serial killer that they keep coming back to to talk to is the weirdest dude and like the like so creepy isn't he based off of like a real person though he's based he's, off of no ed kemper ed was kemper a, actually like, okay i was yeah. gonna say because like the ed kemper that i know like and that i've seen like videos of is the weirdest guy as well mm-hmm. i was like he is disgusting <laughs> i don't i don't know like thinking back on it i don't know if it's a show for you necessarily but i think you should go through a few more episodes to get a good idea of what yeah, you're thinking i think I, people um often know that because i have an interest in serial ki- i'm not a serial killer or that kind but <laughs> i have an interest in ser- I, no, I have an interest in serial killers Same. And, and stuff like that and so people go oh you would love this show it's about serial killers and then right. i turn it on and i, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. but i i do want to try it again i'm going to try it again so nice friend let's let's um, go around the table joel we'll come back to you so uh my girlfriend and i have been kind of going back to like old shows that i used to watch right, you know, right, right, right. in in high school and everything uh she wasn't really able to watch a lot of TV when she was growing up, so um, I'm showing her dumb TV shows. Like, one of them is uh, like that '70s show. She just started watching that for the first time, and she thinks Love it's it. the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the one that we're hooked on right now that I'm getting right, right back into is Jersey Shore, like of all things. Like, <sighs> that's, that's awesome. Like, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, we're getting. I don't know. We every night we're just like, all right. Put on Jersey Shore. I'm going to rip off a joke from Lisa Lampanelli. Okay. She says, if you call yourself the situation, the situation is you're an idiot. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, the video of um, Michael Sarah? 
and he hangs out with the Jersey Shore people and yes. dresses like he's in the Jersey Shore. It's and hysterical. it's Michael Sarah hanging no, out with Snooki and stuff. No, I've never seen that. It's the funniest it's, it's shit. It's freaking on the, funny. It's so good. It's awesome. It's he just, just like, like he a, gets a spray tan and it's Michael Sarah with like. It's just like a YouTube hair. video or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was a YouTube or something like that. Oh my so, God. I'm gonna have to look for oh, that. It's so fucking good. So, um, for me, and before we jump back to Joel, because uh, we've got so many things that you want to talk to. Oh, talk about. I have some things. Go ahead. Uh, I watched, um, I watched three three billboards. I watched Killing of a Sacred Deer. I rewatched Get Out, which, oh, yeah, right, love it. It's fucking great. Have you hey, seen Get Out? Not yet. Oh, oh Get Out's great, dude. Did I heard watch? it was like incredible for a debut uh-huh. movie to yeah. be directed by a com- like a comedic actor. Totally, oh, yeah. totally. Did you watch the um, oh, Shape of Water? No, that's the one I haven't watched yet. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. But that um, one, that one, best, best picture or it, best director, right? Best director and uh, I think I can't remember. Probably what else cinema- one. cinematography too. Something I'm, else. One I can't remember what though, but. Um, a couple of my friends said it was really good, so I'm going to check it out. I love Guillermo. Everything that he does is just, it's fucking weird, and I love it. Those are the ones that I watched. So, But they were all great. I thought uh, Three Billboards deserved the I win. know. I got to check that out. Fucking deserved it. I it was love good. Francis McDormand. Lady Bird was great, but Three Billboards, man. That freaking movie was fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's so good. All right. Back to you, back to you Joe. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about watching this week, of course, was the Golden Globes because they were just on. Right. First of all, Seth Meyers was awesome. He was. This was not an easy job, no. I don't think. Um, Dude, the granted, Kevin, the granted he didn't write all his stuff. I'm sure he had no, lots he of defi- help writing. He definitely had help. But the Kevin Spacey jokes were so on point they the were entire great. show. That whole opening was was so perfect because it's there's all this sensitive stuff going on and... I don't know. It was just done really well. Everything was funny. Most every joke was super tasteful. Even the one big groaner joke was fairly in good light. Right. <laughs> the the dead Harvey uh, Harvey for Harvey Weinstein joke. Okay. They said. Did you watch it? <laughs> no. Okay. So the, the pretty much was joke was like in twenty years the only person being booed at would be for the in memoriam would be Harvey Weinstein. And that's just pretty much the butt of the joke. And everybody's like, oh. And he's like, that's the it's sound you'd sound, be making. Just like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I thought he killed it. He was he did a great job. Um, it, it's all about the opening. It's all about the opening. Every, everything after that is just an introduction. Oh, yeah. For, at least for the show. You got, you got to look at the facts of, like, where Seth came from, you know? Mm-hmm. He came from SNL with a group of just stellar writers. And I know that... If if it were me, I would definitely like reach out to them if I were hosting something like the Emmys. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. If I'm hosting like a big award show like that, I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, go to the best of the best. Right. So. Right, and he's gotten so comfortable with his writers on the show that he used, I know, a handful of them to help out too. So right. anyway, killed it, loved it. Do you know what was the nice, like, refreshing thing about the whole Golden Golden Globes was the lack of Trump jokes. Yes, I was just going to say that because I, there, I remember one Trump joke. And it was like it was quick and semi related to to what was going on in the mm-hmm. night. Well, it was related, but I'm like because Stephen Colbert, I hated as mm-hmm. the host. Everything was every other joke was about Donald Trump. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. we get it. You don't like him. America doesn't really care for him. We understand that. Can we talk about the awards now? Right. There's a, it's such it's such low hanging fruit at this point, and I'm so glad that they don't lean into that. It's so it was so refreshing for mm-hmm. me. I think it was the Trump joke was 
they said something about Hollywood foreign press. And he goes, those are the three words that Donald Trump hates in a row. Hollywood foreign press or something like mm-hmm. that. I feel um, like that's a tasteful joke, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to me, that's good. And it had to do with part of the night. So, right. Um, let's see. I just want to run over some of my favorite parts. Sterling K. Brown. It's fucking great. He's like my new favorite actor ever. He's He kills it on This Is Us. That's one of my new favorite shows. Um, and his speech was freaking great. Okay, his speech was great. I I mean, I just have problems with Oprah, but her speech was good, too. I, oh, I loved Oprah's speech. I watched it twice. And <laughs> look, if Kanye can run for president Jesus. next year, I feel like Oprah is an okay choice okay. as well. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Is is he going to run for president? Do you think it's going to actually happen? That's the word on the street. <laughs> Do you know what the worst fucking problem about that is? He probably will win. We we are a society oh, I know. that believes in these reality TV hosts. Oh yeah, as seen by I'm not name joke here about current presidency, but <laughs> Kanye West is going to be fucking president. It's going to happen. It's going to be – this is the, the start of idiocracy right here. Oh, I know. You know, they talk, all those people talked about moving if Donald Trump got elected, and none of them actually moved. But everybody did the same thing for If Kanye Obama got elected, but... I would fucking move to Antarctica. See? That's, mm. that's the end of that. I could just see Kanye becoming president and him ordering everybody to wear Yeezys, like, as a Goodbye. United States, like – Goodbye, America. Hello, Africa. Like, uniform. Like, everybody has to wear this. Right. And it, everyone has to, like, listen I'm moving, to his music. And... I'm moving to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from president. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the political jar? Jeez, yeah. Uh, Frances McDormand was freaking crazy amazing. She's her horrible. her speech was great. Um, every time they tried to show her on camera, <laughs> she would like bat them away when other people were accepting speeches. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. She's pretty great. Um, I do want to touch on James Franco, our good old buddy James Franco. Um, he brought so he brought he, um, he brought Tommy Wiseau up on stage, and Tommy oh, Wiseau God. tries to grab the microphone before James Franco like gets a chance to talk. And he's oh, like, no, 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 no. no. And he's like, no, 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 dude. You don't get to talk here. <clears throat> um, I'm pretty impressed that James Franco won over Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen The Disaster Artist yet. I've heard it's great. It's great. I'm just surprised that he won over Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman was so great. You should watch. I, I That's why I want to mm-hmm. really check out Disaster Artist now. It's great. Um, and uh, I think Hugh Jackman is like, He's like the guy right now, the the best leading man yep. we have right now. Oh yeah, he is. He's like all around great. Hands down, mm-hmm. he's, he's funny. Gonna, he's dramatic. He can sing. He's going to be on he the podcast young, next week. He can play old. Come join us for the Hugh Jackman interview. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not really. Oh, not really. God. I was going to say, there's no way. No. <laughs> of course. Okay, now this is a game that we're going to be playing for this episode. I'm oh, going to no. try to say some shit and try to make <clears throat> you believe that this is actually happening. That's the goal. That's the game this week. Make Brian believe in whatever the fuck I'm saying. Uh huh. So, anyways, back oh, to that was a right. joke. He's kidding. He's not really going to no, do I, that. Yeah, anyway. I know. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, you're so gullible. No, um, of course I have to talk about Laurie Metcalf, who looked fantastic. She did. Laurie Metcalf, my favorite actress. I love you, Laurie. Um, she was nominated but lost to Allison Janney. Or, you know, total respect for Allison oh, totally. Janney. I think she's a great actress. I haven't seen Itania though. I haven't seen it either, um, but I've heard wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So I want That's an, that's the one I was thinking of. Trying to think of was Itania. I want to check that one out. I, and the only thing I've seen of that is the the GIF image that's going around Facebook of mm-hmm. her going suck my dick, <laughs> and I just like keep saying it over and over again, and I'm like, 
<laughs> I want to I see this movie. I, I really want to see it. Tommy Harding was there last night, too. Did I you saw see that, it? yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I didn't you know catch it was her right at first, and then I went, oh, my God, that is Tommy Harding. I would have want to see her and Tommy Wiseau at the same table. <laughs> oh, that God. shit would have been <laughs> so choice. That would be great. <laughs> she could hire someone to cap him in the knee. Um, of course, Lady Bird won Best, uh, best uh, Picture. Mm-hmm. Drama picture. Well, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, another one of my very favorite parts of the show of the evening was the reunion of Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. That was so cool. Thelma and Louise is my favorite movie of all time. They did a lot of those this this one. They did the the Roseanne one. The Roseanne one. Yeah, that was that was cool. I loved that. <laughs> the joke the joke didn't play well with the audience. I got and it. I think she knew it too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, you haven't watched this and you're the guest host and you're not saying shit. So no, it's cool. Like watching you two goobers talk is like uh, definitely how I wanted us, to spend us, my uh us hooligans. My day. I know, yeah. But I mean you're getting paid, so hey. you can just be here. What? You get paid for this? <laughs> um <laughs> and um anyway, seeing those two up there was great. They look fantastic. Yeah, I still have a huge oh, yeah. crush on both Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. Probably always will. Um, and I was my last thing I wanted to say was I was surprised that Pamela Alden was there. I didn't think she was going to be there because, and she was nominated for Best Actress mm-hmm. uh, in the in the TV series uh, for Better Things, which was one of my favorite shows this year. But I didn't think she was going to be there because the whole Louis C.K. thing. Her show was that show was produced by Louis C.K. Yeah, um, she's really good friends with him. I was, but she was there, and that's cool. I loved that she was there. Do so. we know? Do we know what's happening with that show? Is he just being removed you know, from I'm the sure. EP? I really I know, don't know. I know Brian Singer in Legion. He just got removed from the EP position really? for, okay. for Legion, which is awesome because Brian Singer is a piece of shit and shouldn't be involved with anything X Men. So. Yeah, that I don't know. I, I would I would love to see it continue because it's such a great show, and she does most of the writing. Um, so I mean, it could survive without Louis. She's yeah. dedicated to him and a good friend of him, so she might not want to do that though. Right. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So the one last thing that I wanted to talk about, and this kind of leads into our first question, and Brian, I'm going to have you kind of take the lead on this because I'm actually interested in what you have to say. So my last thing this week is I watched Black Mirror, the fourth season that just came out by Charlie Brooker um, of (laughs) – I was going to say Black Mirror fame because he doesn't do much else, <laughs> but I, I don't I, – that joke is that joke is good. Who is he? Oh, Black Mirror, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he writes all the episodes. Uh, Jodie Foster directed an episode this season, okay. which is really super cool. But it's this idea – if you haven't seen Black Mirror, it's a, like a technological uh, <clears throat> near-future show, kind of like Twilight Zone where it's an anthology show based with technology. So I want to know specifically, Brian, and we'll move on to Joel – what kind of shows do you watch that are anthology shows? Do you like them? Do you not prefer shows that do like single one-off episodes? How do you feel about that? I I love it. Um, for me, I I love watching like American Horror Story and just like diving into this moment, this we've, one moment. We've talked about this before. What is your like between us? What is your favorite season of American Horror Story? Um. Oh, I really liked Hotel. I thought Fuck Hotel yeah. was brilliant. Hotel was great. I'm sorry. I loved Hotel. And have you watched them all? Did you watch yeah. all of them? Uh, yeah. And and I think like honestly like what they did with Roanoke was groundbreaking for them as as a <laughs> yeah. TV show because they'd never done anything like that right. before. They really took a different stance on it, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, uh, I like. I don't know. I thought Coven was great. I really thought it was you know super like. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I want to say almost current, like they tried to make it like, oh, there's, you know, witches nowadays, but right. <laughs> I mean, really, like, yeah. What about Asylum? How do you feel about Asylum? Asylum was fantastic. I, Asylum's my favorite season of all Asylum time. Is Asylum's my second. one of my very favorites, too. It, it's my second favorite, just solely because of how in-depth the characters get. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, fucking weird as shit. Like, oh, they'll yeah. bring in, like, and there's aliens, and then you're like, what the fuck? There's aliens? Yeah. It's fucking great. I love it. Now, I didn't, like, I did not like Adam Levine's little cameo that they kept throwing in almost <laughs> half, for the half of the season. Mm-hmm. This one moment of him getting his arm ripped off. Oh, I was yeah. like, do you mind? Like, there's no way. Like, cut the shit. Like, that sucks. Right. Like, get the get out of here. Like, the chick was like, eh. You're, you're like supposed to be a stereotypical like hot girl and damsel in distress. Kind and of then thing. Adam Levine's and like, then hey. Adam Levine's like, I know my arm is off, and I know I'm already been bleeding out for over five minutes, but I'm gonna suddenly bum rush this murderer <laughs> and save your life. Like, there is no. Way uh-huh. he'd be dead or in shock oh, yeah. or yeah, both. Totally. Like that's where I that's where I lost touch in that season. But right. honestly, man, like American Horror Story is one of those shows where I'm like, I can take that break from when they're in between seasons mm-hmm. and totally pre- prepare myself for what's next because you don't know what's next. Yeah. They give you the title, they show you a little tiny clip of it, and then that's it. Like that's, they keep yeah. you on the edge of your seat on purpose, uh-huh. and it keeps me coming back for more because. I've I've already had this relationship with that past season. Right. It's like a very summer fling type thing. You know what I mean? Just this one season and I'm done. Right. And I'm on to the next thing. That's something I love about it too. You have no idea what you're in for. Yes. Um I, I want to ask you because we've talked about it on the show. What what did you think of Colt? Uh <laughs> the bits that I've seen of Colt, I haven't seen it all. So okay. I can't I cannot give it like a full okay, I testimony okay. of what I think. But it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean Fun fact. Oh, God. Uh, American Horror Story is now owned by Disney. Right. Oh, what? We, we talked about this, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not shocked by that, though. Because <clears throat> if you know Walt Disney, he was into it. He was into witchcraft and all that stuff. Right. But so, yeah, they me, bought like, all the oh, yeah. all the Fox print productions, and that is a Fox production, so they own it. That is insane. By the way, I thought of a great new... We, we, we kind of did this uh, when we made a movie the other week, but if they did an American Horror Story Disney villain... Like with real people, yeah. Are you kidding me? That'd be fucking good. And it could I dig be, that shit. It could be. Uh, it could be. That would like yeah. the title of it could be like DreamWorks, and it's so, like yeah. no. Think about it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it's just DreamWorks, SpaceWorks, and then okay, Doug, you know, there's, there's not like, there's not gonna be license no, licensing issues with that at all. No god. And there's like a henchman that like puts dreams into people's minds that kills them on from the inside, but he uses like Disney's like characters. Oh man, I'd be intense. I dig this. Come on, that'd be cool. That'd be oh, fucking man. cool. Too bad we're not doing a make it this week. Oh. So <laughs> I think we just did. That's all we That's need to it. do because it's like the preview of American Horror Story. You have no idea what anything else is about. I still I, like I still want a space season. Like seriously. Space. Like, like Jason no, X. Hear, no. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out here. I'm with you. I'm with you. I want like around the time of Apollo 13, they release another another spaceship that went around the same time. And they run into like aliens, or maybe not even aliens. You don't even have to fucking do aliens. There's so much scary shit in space. Pete, one person goes crazy. James Cromwell could come back. Oh fuck! Please, I wanted him to come back so bad, and he never did. So one other thing that we were just talking about uh, outside, and I kind of want to hit on this: is American Horror Story an anthology series 
now that all the seasons are linked? Oh, oh God. Um, Should it still see, be considered that? See, I say I say yes, solely because they use the same actors for different mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. That, to me, separates it completely. I agree. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I say yes as well because uh, the old Outer Limits um, would have not even necessarily crossover, but Dude. they would have characters appear in more than one show. I miss that yeah. fucking Outer show. Limits, uh, Twilight Zone did it as well. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone did it a lot. Um, I don't think Alfred Hitchcock ever did it. He may have, but um, yeah. I, but those. I mean, that, if that's the kind of style we're talking of, then mm-hmm. I think that there can be a small tie. Like they had Twisty and Colt, but he wasn't a character. He was just a comic book, a mention sure. of yeah. a character. You oh, know yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or Pepper was the other big crossover pepper was a huge crossover yeah and, and for me that one was uh pivotal that one that one like rocked my world where i was like wow yeah. okay i'm down i'm down for that like i remember what yeah go the ahead. fact when <laughs> when she's protecting the baby do you remember that like yeah it's in asylum mm-hmm. and and she's like having uh kit's baby and she's like like in this operating room and the doctor is there and he all of a sudden just sees this flashing light. Suddenly Pepper is the smartest person on the face of the planet <laughs> and is the guardian of this alien born child and like just yeah, Okay, into that's it. that's why that season is so fucking good. It makes good. me it makes me want to watch it again. It's brilliant. I also I want to watch Roanoke again too because that was I, I've been saying that, that one was my favorite. Um that one messed with me. I liked Roanoke a lot because I loved that found footage style and the hidden camera style horror films. I love those. Like when Paranormal Activity first came out. Even though they're Mm. like super cliche these days, I still really like them because they're scary. And um, and then I was saying, you know, Colt's my new favorite. But I I don't know. I think I want to go back and watch Roanoke again because I think it's probably still my favorite. But I I also love Asylum. That's my close second. All right, Joel, what do you think about uh, anthology series? How do you feel about them? Oh, I love them. Like I was just saying, those old uh, those old Outer Limits and Twilight Zones, I could watch those all day. I, could, I mean, I could put that on and watch it all day, all night, all week. William Shatner and the train, the, the, the plane There's troll? There's something. On the, the wing of on the plane. There's a gremlin there on is. the wing. Um, up there. <laughs> I know, I almost went Christopher <laughs> Lloyd there. There's a gremlin on the wing, let's Marty. Do, let's, do, let's do uh Christopher Walken. <clears throat> There's a gremlin on the wing. I can do Ow. George Bush. Can okay, do it. Uh... There's a thingamabobber on that wing there. <laughs> on the wingamabobber. Uh... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good, dude. Thanks, man. That's nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's move on to the next thing. Cause, uh, yeah, and this one's going to be kind of difficult uh, because we've got somebody who hasn't played this before. Okay. So we're going to be right. playing Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, now, you don't play along at home when you listen to the show? No. Okay. Help. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't. I just listen. Yeah. Okay, I'll guide <laughs> you. I'll guide you. Okay. So I'll give you guys a little bit of extra time, too. We'll, we'll give you a little bit of leeway space, but I think a six-minute time limit is going to be good. So the rules of Six Degrees of Separation is just like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? You have to take one actor and in six degrees of movies, using movies or television, connect that actor to the other actor that I say. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Super, super easy. Uh, our normal rules can't use big casts like 30 Rock or SNL. Fair so enough. Anything like that. No guest starring. Yeah. You can use guest stars, but like not It costs on... a degree. Mm-hmm. So, Practically. Okay. Um, yeah. So so that's that's how we play it. You have six degrees. Um, you We have six minutes on the clock. And this one is themed. So I wanted to do this musical themed. 
So I wanted to do oh artists who have been professional singers in in movies or in bands. Okay. So my two that I want you guys to link in six minutes are Hugh Jackman. Okay. Okay. To Jared Leto. Oh God, I knew it. How come I knew it? Okay. Cool. All right, um, we got how much time? Six minutes. Six minutes. So we're gonna do six minutes. I'm gonna get six minutes on the clock, and uh, while we do that, we're gonna take a brief word from our sponsors. Hugh Jackman. I'm just writing him down because I have a pen. Right That's fine. Take your time. Hugh <laughs> Jackman. Hey friends, this is your humble host Charles, just checking in to see how things are going. Hey, what did you think of the Golden Globes? Did you win any money from your fantasy awards tournament? I chose Francis McDermott as my starting quarterback, and that definitely paid off in the finals. First off, I want to welcome our new listeners to the pod. We had a huge increase in listeners this week, and if you're new to these parts, welcome. We keep the fridge stocked with diet sodas, but you're welcome to as many as you'd like. If you're a returning listener, I love your freaking face so much that I want to kiss it in a strictly platonic way. Either way, it would be a huge benefit to us if you could like us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Something Random Media and Twitter. Twitter? Did I just say Twitter? Twitter at SMTNGRNDM. We normally post interesting updates on movies and television, incredible cinematography from fantastic films, the occasional meme, and of course, updates on the podcast itself. Links to all of our social medias are in the description of this podcast as clickable links, so only takes a second to follow us. I will be on Sometimes Geek's new show this weekend, and I cannot wait for it to come out. Oh my gosh, it was an absolute blast to sit down with some incredibly nerdy people and have things like this pop out of my mouth. I don't know. I love I love Mario's little nipples. They're just so they're so cute. You should definitely give them a listen. Check out Sometimes Geek wherever you find your podcasts. A few quick thank yous to dish out before we get back to the pod. Uh, number one, thanks to Brian Robertson for coming on the show. Dude, we didn't have enough time to chat about the short film, but I'm so glad that you've been a part of my life. And I cannot wait to work with you again in the future. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to KRFC for having us on their podcast network. And if you haven't heard, KRFC is a nonprofit radio station based out of northern Colorado. We're getting into the podcasting game. They have some incredible podcasts already on the network and many more releasing in the weeks to come. Go to krfc.fm for more information about them. One last thing before we get back to the show. We want to get back into answering questions from you, our audience. Do you have something on your mind when it comes to movies or television? Please let us know. Leave your questions for us on our social medias, or you can email us at info at somethingreadymedia.com. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, and I love you. Both those actors have big... I'm sorry. I have it already. You do? I got it. Oh, what? I got it, dude. It just popped in there. Oh, shit. All right. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine, This dude. was That's a quick good. one. This was a quick one. All it took was me writing down X-Men. Okay. Hugh Jackman was Wolverine in X-Men. Okay. With Patrick Stewart. Okay. Who was in Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. With Whoopi Goldberg, who was in Girl Interrupted with Jared Leto. Yeah. That's a good Dude, one. Dude, I get Whoopi every time. That was awesome. Whoopi pops up incredible. every time for me. I don't know what it is with Whoopi. I'm making Whoopi. Okay. All right. <laughs> Dude, that was a... <laughs> that was a short one. That was incredible, X-Men, Star Trek, Girl Interrupted. That's three degrees. Um, okay, so here's, here's how I did it.
Okay. Let's yeah. hear it. Yeah, Hugh yeah, Jackman. Yeah. Start from that end. Hugh Jackman was in Les Miserables with Amanda Seyfried. Okay. Right? Amanda Seyfried was in Ted 2 <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg was in The Other Guys yes. with Will uh, Ferrell. Will, 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 Ferrell. Mm. Will Ferrell was in Anchorman 2 with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was in the new Blade Runner movie. With Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Harrison yeah. Ford was an anchorman too. <laughs> yeah, he played one of the, oh. one of so, the guys in the fight. Or yeah, something. yeah, they do like a huge epic fight. Yeah, it was just a. It's hilarious. Like I, Will Smith Will is Smith in a part of it. it. Yeah, 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 that's great. It, it is funny. Dang. So, uh, cool. So now you guys get to decide a movie that I have to watch. Um, I got one for you. Okay. I'm not going to force you to watch it, but I am going to loan you the state on DVD. You got to watch. Oh that. fuck! I need I need to yeah. watch it, dude. Yeah. I'll bring it next show because I didn't think to bring it. Um, but right. you, you got to check that out. If you love those guys from What Hot American Summer and Reno 911. And Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love What Hot American Summer. Yeah. God, it's so fun. Um, cool. I'm so excited. <sighs> you know what I've always wanted to watch? That It's like a preview on every MTV DVD I have is Wonder Shows In. Have you ever watched that? Yes. What? I've it's never so I've never seen it, but the previews are so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to watch it. It's like uh, it's kind of like Avenue Q style. It's like uh, X-rated Muppets, and that is hilarious. But they actually have kids on there too. Like <laughs> Jug Jug Spring Break. I don't know. You oh, have <laughs> They're drinking a bottle. Uh, yeah, I want to check that out. All right. So uh, now that we're done with them, we're going to move on to the next question. I want to talk to you guys about. Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were about to spoil the cast list for you, and you're going to be fucking stunned at this cast. So I have, I have a question for us once we get past the casting and stuff like that to see. Uh, you, yeah, we'll get to that question here in a second because I think it's it's a good one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us. Do you, want, do you want the question first? We well, want to talk, have, talk about the cast. Here's what I – the only ones I knew of the cast were John Legend mm-hmm. as Jesus, uh, Sarah Bareilles as Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. And Alice Cooper as King Herod. Alice Cooper as King Herod. Oh, God. And Fuck you, you, yeah. know, you know why they chose him, right? Yeah. Because he recorded it. Yeah. He recorded oh, yeah, the song totally. later. Or earlier. Um, were there more? You said there were, you thought there were more that there they were, were announced? I think there there was like a commercial with like four or five. But that's, I, Alice Cooper was the one that I was like, holy one. shit. Alice Cooper is in this? Well, and I remember hearing about that. Uh, JC Superstar, I'm not like super duper familiar with it. I've heard the music, but I don't. It's not like one of my all time favorites or anything. I really yeah. like it, but I just don't listen to it that often. But I, I remember hearing a, hearing his version of the song years ago, mm-hmm. and I've like erased it from my mind. So I saw that Alice Cooper commercial last night, and I went, "What? Oh yeah! Right. Like I have, for, I haven't. I seriously haven't thought about it in like 15 years." <laughs> So I'm going to say this now because Michael's not here and I can say it and we can <laughs> make this decision on the podcast and he doesn't, he doesn't, he can't be here to make a butt at this. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar, much better musical than Godspell. Much better. Um, I, I, okay. How do you feel okay. about it? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not a big fan? They're different. Yeah. No, it's not that I'm not a big fan. It's just that they're two different kinds of shows. One's a rock show. Right. And one's a... Hokey musical, you know, it's like, a, it's like Cheese so Factor. hokey. I know, but I love Cheese Factor. I just love it. I really like Godspell. It's one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoy Jesus Christ Superstar, and you probably don't know. You know, I, I know think both. I, yeah. Oh, I know. What do you, both. What, how do you feel? See, for me, Jesus Christ Superstar is where I would go first, solely because I'm a rock singer. That's oh, yeah, why you I love it. You know, but yeah, but there is some serious like moments that are in Godspell that I wish took place in Jesus Christ Superstar. 
Yeah. If I'm really wanting to get into a, like a musical and I'm wanting to, you know, be a part of a cast that's going to be a family at the end of it, you know, we really grew together, I would choose Godspell 10 out of 10. Okay, yeah. But if I'm doing a show to have a good time and just rock out and really get into some, you know, music that I'm into, Jesus Christ Superstar 10 yeah, out of 10 I can, as well. Yeah, I can get on board with you there. I, uh, that's what I was, that was just thinking. Music-wise, I would actually probably say JC Superstar's better. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a show that I'd want to watch, it would be Godspell. Okay. Does that make? Yeah. Is that is that yeah. fair? That, that is that totally a fair answer? Sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I agree with you about those those really strong moments in Godspell because I did Godspell a couple years ago, and I was Judas, and That's I had intense. to put myself in a pretty dark place yeah. to play that part. I'm sure it was not easy, and I've never had to do that before. And it was just like, I have so much more respect for that show now, knowing, knowing that. Right. And it's yeah. So. Anyway. So, uh, and the last, John Legend as Jesus Christ Superstar. I can't wait. You guys are uh, in, I'm so on I'm board so for that. I'm so fucking in. I love John Legend. Nope. He's not great. a fan? Not sold. Really? No, huh? Nope. Why is that? Tell us. Because he's a garbage live performer. Oh, no. Is he? I'd see. I don't, I didn't know that. If you don't see. <laughs> Dude, okay. Diction, number one. Number two, not everything needs to be riffed. Number three. If you're going to play Jesus, you need to have a presence about you. John Legend can walk into a room and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Who would you right on. Who would you rather have played Jesus? We were just talking about him. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. He would kill that. He's and a little. Absolutely He's a it. little bit old. But I mean, like, Jesus is like 2,030 years old, so. Yeah, but, you know. What I See, mean. From, okay, so <laughs> based on if I'm wanting to get views, if I'm really wanting to pull this thing as a show and have a strong leading man, Hugh Jackman all the way. But. But. Yes. If we're looking for, like, a young Jesus, someone that is actually, you know, thinning the role Zach Efron. I was just going to say, what no, about Zach Efron? No, absolutely not. I, he's great in in Greatest Showman, dude. I, he could kill that Jesus role. That yeah. would be that would that would be awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it, there's also you know singers like Jeremy Jordan out there that yeah. can just slay that, and yeah. I mean, really do it justice on the acting side and the singing side. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? There are several different choices, but they went with John Legend. Great, right, awesome. Not stoked at all. Right, right, right. So I made I made it a choice to not look at the comment sections of these uh, these fantastic John Legend you <laughs> know announcements. Oh yeah, announcements. yeah. Okay. I want to know what do you guys think that the comment sections look like because well, I have no idea. I mean, we'll probably hear things like what you just said. Yeah. And we'll probably hear people that are stoked. Oh, um, there are definitely. As much as I hate to say it, there are going to be people saying that it shouldn't be a black person. Oh, God. Some hick in yeah. the center of Which Alabama. Is I say, say. I, personally, I think it's awesome because mm-hmm. I just do. I think it's great. I think, think about it, Hamilton. Think cool. How groundbreaking yeah. was that? Because they made a point and they made a choice and they followed through with it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But also, Jesus is not white. No, right. no, he's not. He's Middle Eastern. But... Yeah, John you, Legend is mm, not Middle Eastern either. So if we're really playing the race card and you want to be that technical about it, right. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. awesome. 
Aziz Ansar is going to be playing Jesus. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Who, who won a Golden Globe last night, by oh, the way? No. no. I, oh, absolutely. Well-deserved. But here's the thing. it you, you bend and you do things to make things work the best they can. Right. So for me, the race factor, it, it, it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't care who plays it, dude. I really don't. Jackie Chan could be I don't like, either for I'm sh- Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, absolutely, dude. I'm all about for it. For a yes. show like this, I do not care. There are shows right. that, it, that it does matter to me. Um, oh yeah, I'm not gonna see like Zac Efron and Aaron Tveit in, in the Heights like ever. <laughs> right. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> but a show like this can be colorblind, just like Godspell, just like uh, uh, Joseph, mm-hmm. which is another um, another great Bible show that I love. Brilliant. Um, I love Joseph. I think it's great. Um, have I have I done my um, White Hamilton for you? Please, oh, no. please do. Okay, so I think I think there's been enough time between the event and what has happened, and I've wanted to talk about this on the podcast, but there is a local theater company, not saying names, because I don't want to talk about that. Mm, I feel like you should. Uh, <laughs> Just do it. No. No. No, don't say it. Go ahead. I no. promise you. We'll talk about it after. Nothing will come of it. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a company that I've worked before with before. I don't want to deal with that. Anyways, so this company did a Hamilton medley all white people. Oh, okay. And the one, the one ambiguously brown person, <laughs> Hamilton. Because they're like, mm, we have to put him as Hamilton because it's just, he's brown. How was the talent, how, how was like the talent level? Light, it's like, huh, how does a, how <laughs> does a bastard, no, I was going to do, I was going to do In the Heights. I was going to be like my white In the Heights, which is fucking hilarious how too. How does a bastard. <laughs> Orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean. But it's like lights up on Washington Heights up at the break of day. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Gee, Wally. Gee, Beave. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it was a nightmare. Between Alice Cooper, um, Rick Mayall, who played it, uh, played uh, King Herod in the 2000 film, right, and Josh Mostel, who played him in the 1973 film, which is your favorite? Now, let me tell you the the roles that those two people are more more familiar, more more better known by. Obviously, Alice Cooper is Alice Cooper. Oh God. King. Rick Mayall is best known for playing Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> oh, and Josh Mustel is best known for playing Principal Anderson in Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, what? I went and rewatched the videos bef- just before I came over here today. Drop Dead Fred? I fucking love Drop Dead Fred, man. I, and he was actually my least favorite of the King Herods. Um, okay. Josh Mustel is pretty great. Do you know who I would like to see, even though if we're talking about actors and stuff like that, Dio would fucking slay that role. Fucking Dio. R.I.P. Pour one out for my homies, but I can't because we're not allowed to have liquid in this studio. But pour one out for my homie. Maybe for later. Dio. Yeah. Best, um, friend, best friend Dio. I, I say Alice Cooper, man. Alice Cooper, I'm, I'm I so excited for him. Here's, so Here's the thing. Alice Cooper's band... Before they were known as Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. they were a Beatles cover band. That's fucking right. I'm dead serious. And they were called like the Spider or something or something like that. And the reason that they they were signed is because the way Alice Cooper, you know, can can put on a show. Mm-hmm. So if you ever went to like one of their shows, like it's a production. It's not just a concert. Right. So for me, going into this, I know his his persona is obviously going to be huge on the hype side, but I think right. it's going to live up to it. I really do. Hell I'm yeah. very excited yeah. for it. All right. Um, 
I'd love to see Marilyn Manson play. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Fucking awesome. Like if we're talking Marilyn... about uh, bands named after the lead singer who <sighs> has a woman's first name. I, I feel like Marilyn Manson would do it even better. <laughs> he... Like, I know that sounds really terrible, but I, I'm a big fan of Marilyn Manson. Okay. I am. Can... Oh, shit. He's on my shirt today. A Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor musical <laughs> yeah. would fucking be incredible. Absolutely. I would I would watch the shit out of that. All right. So we got to move on because uh, we've only got about 30 more minutes in the studio. Got so, it. Oh. Yeah, we got some we got some time, but uh, I wanted to move on to the last thing and kind of talk about because we're gonna do a postmortem this week, and mm-hmm. I think it's very important for us to do so because it was our first live show and we talked about this before about how we want to every single time we do a new project, right? When we finish something new, something strange, something different, that we're gonna sit down and talk about it, what worked, what didn't, kind of go over that, and I think that it's awesome for you to be here because uh, you perform live yeah. pretty consistently. Oh yeah. So. Um, Right off the bat, we bombed. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that I, – I wouldn't say we bombed. I would say that um, there were things that could have gone better. Yeah. Should, can we can we talk about – we could talk about it. It's This is a postmortem. <laughs> uh, Stefan, our host, our guest host, got sick 10 minutes into the show and kind of – Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was rough. It was not – And he had to keep exiting – multiple times throughout and it just threw it threw us off it threw our audience off um pretty consistently and it just it's one of those things where you're in the middle of a live show right a quarter of your cast disappears off stage yeah (laughs) i mean obviously it's going to be problematic for everybody oh absolutely that's that's a nightmare But let's let's set that aside Right, that was a big problem. Okay. And that's something that we couldn't control. Right. Right. We couldn't control that. I'm certainly not going to blame no, Stefan, Stefan either because... Yeah, no, Stefan was just... We were, so, and we were so grateful to have him, and it was yeah. so great to have him there. And I love Stefan so much. And, and he's and actually one of the... He's probably the biggest Doctor Who nerd that I know. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and he's freaking hilarious, and I'm so sad that we weren't able to really like sit down and chat with him. But, all right. Did you listen to the live show? No. That's okay. I, d- I didn't catch it live, no. So I'll kind of feed this in. What do you think worked well, Joel? What what worked? Um, okay, first of all, the audience being there was great. It was nice to have people there to react to what we said um, and and all that. I think we, if we were to do this again. When? When we do this again, uh, we've got to prompt our audience more and say, feel free to clap now free feel free to laugh at certain times and like because sometimes when you go to theater people are like afraid to laugh or mm-hmm. make noise because they oh, don't want to disrupt uh, the show that's uh, not what we wanted uh talking on the other hand yes. we did have some issues with people talking uh <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you know <laughs> and you know who you are because we've talked about this hey keep I mean, it going <laughs> yeah i mean i love you guys and i know we talked about this afterwards but shut the fuck up <laughs> Um, so, but, um, but yeah. I, the audience was with, I think the audience was with us for a good amount of time. Yeah. It wasn't completely lost and we didn't completely bomb because there were a lot of times when they were into it and they were laughing and they were, um, answering our questions and yelling out questions for us to answer and things like that. Um, I think we just need to have a better understanding of our we're dynamic. the show and yeah. you're the audience. Right. Right. I completely and, agree. Um, so Brian, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, a time where your show bombed. I would say let's do Saints. Okay. Um, and talk about the Saints because you being the lead is kind of, I think, 
a little bit more gut-wrenching when that kind of happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we played a show um, last year, late last year, mm-hmm. with our friends in Thousand Miles of Fire. And we were at the Summit Music Hall, the main stage. It was huge. We were direct support. We were, like, going on right before the headliners. And we we go up and... Uh, we're in the middle of a set, and we're about to play this super just pop-punky song. And our, my guitarist, Nick, he his entire rig cut out, like shot. <laughs> so I'm looking at him. I'm like, do you know what just happened? Because I don't, and we're in the middle of a song now. Mm-hmm. And I look out there, and people are still with us, and we're still in it. Uh, after the song is over, we had to buy time to have him try to fix it. So there's this awkward pause, and I'm like, does anybody know a joke? Like, that stereotypical <laughs> BS. But after the show, uh, apparently our, uh, our drummer's wife had come up to us and said, hey, like, that kind of sucks that that happened. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, these two music reps from what looked to be, like, record labels were out there <laughs> watching you. Man. And I was like, uh-huh. And they're like, right when Nick's stuff cut out, and it was an awkward pause, they left. Uh, so, like, it was a gut-wrenching moment and a very bad experience for me where I just felt like, wow, we just bombed that show. We just tanked it. You know, but unfortunately, like, I have a group of guys around me that are like, you know, tr- not, I'm not going to let them beat themselves up for it. Right. You know, so here I am, the the leader of this band, and I'm like, no, you know what, guys, F that. Like, we're good. But, like, it still, like, flicks the back of my neck sometimes where I'm like, what if, like— we didn't bomb that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the what ifs is what really makes you like feel like you bombed it. Right. So that that was that was definitely a hard one to to swallow. That one that one sucked. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you did you feel like you learned anything from that moment or Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Always be ready with backup equipment. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I mean, in all honesty, like he literally had to go off stage to get a new chord, and he like he was so nervous about which chord to pick that he brought up just every chord he could find. And then later on, uh, once we were done, he went home and tried out every single chord that he has to make sure that they all worked so that it wouldn't happen again. Like It definitely sank into us that we were like, we just bombed that. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing, too, is like... I think for the first couple hours after the fact, I felt like shit because I knew... I knew I was like, "Fuck, this was bad. This was this was rough. I don't know what to do." I was super like not talkative. I had to be the host of this party, and I'm like, "Well, I want to be depressed." I I think um, that if the three of us, even the four of us with Stefan too, had sat down and talked a little bit more about what we were going to do in person. Mm-hmm. It could, things would have gone better too because a lot of stuff I was like I have no idea what's going on right 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 and uh, even though you like told me what was going to happen and mm-hmm. had notes and stuff I think if we had sat down and talked about it that would have been yeah we were we were more prepped than we were for our normal shows but it's not enough for a live show well and I think a lot of it was um, where's the audience going to sit how are we going to arrange this and the li- and the video true. thing didn't work and all I that think stuff. the next time we do this right I think we'll do another one in a few months we'll actually have a space like not a basement not my basement not, uh-huh, a basement <laughs> just where a bunch of people can come we can invite a lot of people and fucking make them show up this time yeah <laughs> Jesus man okay so this Doctor Who party that I've been doing for 
this seven years, right? Yeah. Has never had so few people show up. You're just like that that also was like, fuck, man. Do I just like does nobody care? Does Oh yeah. And I'm sure you've probably felt that too. It's just like I'm playing for like five people right now. What the fuck? Yeah, we had there was a there was a point where we had like our first year, like the law of, you know, trying to operate a band is the first year that you're a band, play as many shows as you can. Mm-hmm. The second year, be selective because now people want to see you, but not that often right. because, oh, I just saw you last week. Why would I see you again this week kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You have to value yourselves out and shop yourself around. So we were playing shows every two weeks at, you know, somewhere in Denver, somewhere in Fort Collins, somewhere here, somewhere all the way in Pueblo at one point, And it was just like, why, why are like fewer people showing up? Like as as time is going on, it's because we're playing out too much, you mm-hmm. know. So, for me, it it's a little bit different. I feel like just because we do it so much more often than your your party is like right one you know, year one a thing. year kind of thing. Yeah. So and also you know like I I was thinking about it after the fact and I was like, it was kind of a shitty time. You know, it was in the middle of the holidays. Ugh. It was a Thursday, which didn't help because people work on Friday mornings. Oh, There's just so many different aspects of it that I was like, I understand why people didn't come. I don't blame people for for not coming because it was a work night. People have lives. It happens. Maybe we should do gift bags. Yeah. (laughs) Party favors. Yeah, I'm down. (laughs) Hell yeah. And then more people will show up. Um, I was going to say, I was in a cover band for years, and I remember that. Like, when we first started, we we would play wherever we could play. wherever you can. And we would go out and try and find places to play. And after we had done it for a couple of years, there were only two places we went to. And they were like, we were like resident bands there. And people would come back and see us. And yeah. we got really comfortable in those places. I mean, we played this place called Straight Home. It was S-T-R, the number eight, home. <laughs> and God, we must have played there 50 nights or something. I mean, we played there a ton. Mm-hmm. And we got super comfortable there. And so it's... But it took us a while to find. It took us almost a year to find that place. Yeah. So. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this this postmortem thing. Like that's like something of the band. But something for me uh, that happened is there's a there was a show down at Surfside Seven, um, mm-hmm. and we were the headlining band, and we're we're like, yeah, we're gonna do this. Um, <laughs> yep. And we're like in the middle of our second year, so we're kind of still like new at this whole thing. And, right. Um, it was the first show that I didn't have to play guitar and sing for. I was just singing, so I'm like, man, I get to move around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my body around. I'm gonna get in the middle of a pit in the middle of a song, and this, that, and the other thing. And so I'm screaming my head off. I am screaming as hard as I can because I'm like, I have to play guitar. I'm good. Uh, lost my voice by the fourth song. As the headlining band to have your vocalist lose his voice in the fourth song out of seven. Jesus. Yeah, that's real cute. That's real cute. Dude, that's not good. Yeah, so uh, learn my my lesson how to scream correctly and save yourself. (laughs) Okay, we got to get going soon. Yeah, but there's there's one last thing that I want to do. Unless there's anything else we want to talk about the postmortem. No. Okay. I (laughs) I I told Brian about this. Thank you. <laughs> I did not tell you about this. Oh, oh this surprise. is it. For this me. is a surprise for you. You're this in is, for a treat, this everyone. Is, this is in, this, you're a man of many voices, Joel. Uh, uh, Brian <laughs> is also a man of many voices. Uh-huh. I want Brian right now mm-hmm. to train you oh, boy. how to scream. 
Have a scream. Like in a metal like scream band. Oh yeah. Oh, oh we can't do that here. Oh yeah. We can't do that here. Why not? No, like <laughs> he knows. Oh we can I do it. Oh yeah. I can I can teach you. Mm. Um I feel like I should back away a little bit, you know, kind of move the mic because it's gonna be like so loud. Don't do it do it. Can you do it like a like a low, like the, the small one? I can no small one, sure, yeah. Um I don't know. There's there's different tones of screams, mm-hmm. as you probably know. Yeah. There's like low growls, like, like a, a growl like a nice deep growl. Yeah, that's so what like, I'm kinda going like for. Like there's like an inhale sounding growl uh mm-hmm. that you can do. It's not yeah. healthy. I don't suggest no. ever doing it when you're like in a band. <laughs> but um yeah, you just literally like inhale air and like I put my teeth together mm-hmm. and like I I make this weird grinning Face like this, oh, okay. Okay. and I'll just like cut my hands over my mouth to get a nice rounded sound. All right. And I just like this low, disgusting sound, like a terrible motor <laughs> sound. Right. Now, Joel, give it a try. And just inhale, and it's you're gonna feel it in your chest and on uh, your larynx, like in your vocal cords there. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I listened to a lot of Cradle of Filth, in case you were wondering. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, another one is, really. is the mid-tone, which is like the most popular one where you, you're actually screaming words and you're like, this is your di- dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's like all exhale. Um, that's loud, though. It's it's up in your placement. Um uh, It's almost rounded. Like, picture yourself like biting an apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like this, ah, like disgusting tone quality to it. But um, if you do it incorrectly, you'll really screw your voice up. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so let's not do so, that one. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Uh, and the last one, I'm not going to even try. It's because so Joel disgusting. is also trying out for Newsies. No. We all know <laughs> We all know that Joel looks like a 15-year-old boy. Oh, yes. yes. I have the figure of a very... Mm-hmm. I like the people. Fifteen year old. I like the people who are auditioning for the show because mm-hmm. they're all like in their like late thirties. No, yeah. I just. I should have done it. We'll see. You would have. You would have rocked it. Dude. You shaved that baby face. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah if I would have shaved, yeah, and learned some fucking. I mean, me too, right? What? Theodore, I could shave and I would be. Yeah, in, you no? could play Theodore Roosevelt at the very end when he comes in to Hell save the yeah. day. Hell <laughs> yeah! What's the What's the line from from Reaper Madness where he's like, oh, he's know. like I. There was once this little girl who told me the sun will come out tomorrow. I suppressed the urge to laugh in her face because her dad was a millionaire. Yes. Oh, Annie. I did Annie and Lloyd Norton was, was, uh, was, uh, what's this does? Have you ever done Annie 2, Electric Boogaloo? No. Um, Annie Warbucks. Is a fucking nightmare. Now, Annie Warbucks, I think, should not be a show. Yeah, it shouldn't. But we that's that's the a, sequel that's, to Annie. But that's an epi- that's a story for another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say I did. I had to train myself to do a when I played Dennis in Rock of Ages. I Ugh. I did this growly thing the whole show, and I had to teach myself how not to do that. And it, I finally found it. But oh yeah, yeah, because if if you do that wrong, you can wear your voice out too. Oh yeah, so fucking quick. <clears throat> the techniques you gotta. Oh yeah, there's a lot of for that metal stuff. It's like, oh man, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, I'm trying to teach my girlfriend how to scream right now, like metal scream, and I show her like heavy metal bands with chick like lead singers, and she's like, 
I don't know how they do that. Like, Is that how your girlfriend talks? No. You uh, remember that thing that we talked about right at the beginning of the show where we said no vocal fray? <laughs> I know, and we've been, doing it the whole, we've been doing it the whole show. I know. Um, Brian, before yeah. we leave, yeah, man. I want you to give you the chance to plug your shows, whatever you're doing. Sure. Let the world know what the hell you're doing. Of course. Yeah. Um, so my band, Saints Never After, uh, we have our first show of the year coming up here pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be February 9th at the Moxie Theater. Um, we're going to be headlining. Uh, some bands are going to be uh, opening up for us. Bands like Hot Sisters, Soul Solum, and Thousand Miles of Fire. They're all going to be on that show. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then the show after that, we're actually playing with I set my friends on fire, which is great. They're so, uh, they're very epic, and they were huge when I was like in high school and everything. Mm-hmm. So playing with them is like a dream come true. Um, we're also in the middle of recording a full length record right now. Oh yeah. So that is going to be coming out here pretty soon. When sometime, do you? Uh, when do you think later? Just it's kind of like a later this year kind of a thing. Honestly, I think May or June. You really, know, that like, soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, we're, Hell yeah. We're cranking it out. So. Hell yeah. Bit. Hell yeah. Sure. Sure, dude, yeah. That's, that's fucking killer, yeah. dude. And uh, Tonight We Rise, we're just in the middle of writing. Like, we're just writing a ton of good music, man. And, like, we just ended up playing with Korn and... Um, Which is crazy for yeah. a Christian rock band. Yeah, <laughs> we opened up... <laughs> Go! <laughs> and you're just like, oh, That's my Jonathan God. Davis impression. But no, we, we play with Korn, P.O.D., what's the, what's uh, the name again? Stone tonight, Sour. Tonight... Tonight we rise. Tonight we rise. Yeah, so and, and shit down. I mean, we're on to really big things. I know we're playing Joshua Fest, which is dude. A huge... who, whoever did your fucking like typography video sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm glad here, you played directly into that. Here, here is here's the word, you guys. If you ever need any, you know, videos done for your bands or anything, definitely hit my buddy Charles up. He's He's, he's yeah. a magic maker. He he did that entire video in like, like three days, polished and done. Literally three days after, yeah. I was like, "Hey, do you think you could do this?" He's like, "Yeah, I got a ton of other things I'm doing, but you know what? Let's fucking yes, do it. let's rock it out." And he, yeah, it, it was mint. Definitely check it out. So uh, yeah, those are the things coming up for my bands. And check us both out on Spotify and YouTube. We both have music videos up. So. Definitely get down. Okay. All right. We got to get out of here, guys. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Brian, for swinging on by. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Guys. Thank, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, dude. Guys. Joel, thank you for joining me this week. Uh, Michael. Oh, yeah. Michael, it's, it's we been mi- fun. We miss you, my Jesus man. Jesus Christ, Michael. I was really looking forward to seeing you. It's okay. Oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not sad about it or anything. Uh, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and mm. have yourselves a wonderful week. Oh, fuck. I'm Charles. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm Charles. And as always, guys, I'm, I'm your host. Spartacus. <laughs> oh, by the way, I like uh, to party. Michael Douglas, or not Michael Douglas, Kirk Douglas at the at the Golden Globes. Did you watch that? No. Oh my god, poor okay. guy. But you gotta get going. <laughs> as always, guys, I'm your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Hey, this is Joel and Adam Chavez. This was awesome to have you, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank for, you so much, guys. Dude, so much. Uh, and as always, guys, have yourselves a wonderful week. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes.